impact, income, and influence. It's the three things that are most important to entrepreneurs today, and that's what this podcast is all about. If you're a coach, consultant, author, blogger, YouTuber, creator, or entrepreneur who believes what they do can change the world, this podcast is dedicated to you. I'm Steve Werner, and welcome to Impact, Income, and Influence. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to Grow Your Impact, Income, and Influence, the number one show for monetization strategy, story, and getting your message out. Today, I have Christy Rafino with me. Christy focuses on helping people build their story and building anthology books. So you've seen those books out there. You've probably wondered, how can I do something like that? Especially if you're a coaching consultant, nothing will help set you up as an authority faster than having a book. We're going to jump into that a little bit later. Christy, welcome to the show. Oh, welcome. I'm so happy to be here, Steve. Thanks for inviting me. Of course. Um, you've got a great smile and I love chatting with you. We always seem to have fun. Um, yes, we do. So I know that you've been doing this for a while and you've been putting out two books a year for a number of years, but it wasn't always like this. Like it started somewhere and you had to figure this process out. So kind of take us back to the beginning. How did you get into this and how did you master it? Oh gosh. So I started on this whole journey um, in somebody else's anthology book. And I, you know, she asked me to share my story. I did not even realize the impact it would have on my business. And I didn't really realize that people wanted to hear my story. So I initially said, no, I was scared. And I just, I, I'm like, what are you asking me that for? But then she shared a little bit about why, why I wanted to. And so I trusted in her and I said, yes. And it was very, um, transform, very transformational for me. And up until that point, I had built a, a successful multi-chapter women's networking organization. And so once the, the dust settled and I had my book in my hands and I saw how it was just doing great things for me, I created this similar type of a project for the women of my community. And that was, gosh, eight, nine years ago. Uh, that's when our very first Overcoming Mediocrity book came out. So it's, that's kind of the story behind the story. Story behind the story. So eight or nine years ago. Yes. Talk to me about what has like over the last eight years. How much have you learned and grown and how many different people have you worked with? Oh, gosh. All right. So that very first book, I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't know anything about the publishing world. I knew nothing about having a book, but I was very fortunate that she helped me. So Michelle Prince from Prince Performance Publishing, I will give her a big shout out because she just, from the goodness of her heart, helped me put that book together. First, she was going to do it for me. Um, but my budget wouldn't allow that, but she helped me anyway. So it was really great. Um, she kind of guided me and was there to answer questions and I learned it. And for me, that first book was very difficult because I was not in the right headspace for it. I had a hard time enrolling people into the book because even though it helped me, I, I was just kind of leery about having people pay me to do that for them. Um, but the book did get put together. I had a, a great lineup of women. Uh, when it was all said and done, the women loved it. And even though that first one was difficult, I, and I said, I'm never going to do it again. 
once all of those testimonials came in and the, the great feedback, I did another one. And so we were only doing one a year initially, but now because we've got a great system in place and we're giving, you know, more and more value to the women that we're working with. Now we're kind of working on two a year. Well, two a year, we may get three in this year um, just because I've, and honestly, all the women that I get for our books are through referrals. So I'm not even looking for clients anymore. They're just coming to me from the, the clients that we've been able to get into the books and they love it and they just tell everybody. So, um, I, <laughs> well, you know, you're in a good place. Yes. For that. Yes, for sure. It's great. So I want to, I want to ask you a couple questions that just kind of came up for me in this. First off, you got helped when you were setting this up, she, you couldn't afford to have her do it all for you, but you went ahead and you took action anyway. Imperfect action always beats perfect action, right? Absolutely. And I know myself, like I've had a lot of people, like people, this is, this is outside of the book conversation, but I think this will be really informative for listeners. So like a lot of people come up to me and ask for help and they, I think you probably get this too. Well, tell me what to do. And you give them a little something. You try to give them like the first logical step and then you never hear from them again. Or they say, well, just do it for me. Just do it for me. I'll get blown up in emails sometimes. What do you do with that person? I mean, how do you handle that? Oh, when people come to me looking for Like help, if they want free it, advice. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I do do, um, free, do do. You do <laughs> do? My son was... <laughs> That's always a funny joke when you say that. Well, I do offer um, free, you know, discovery sessions and, you know, that's a way for me to support people. But beyond that, you know, I do have people that keep reaching out and wanting support. And, you know, I am, I will invest in myself. I really expect if somebody else wants that success, they should invest in themselves as well. And if they don't invest in, in themselves, then are they really that serious about accomplishing a specific goal? So that's kind of how I look at it. I mean, I, I, I'm always willing to help people, but I also know it's not helping them if I don't have them put skin in the game. That is 100% true. My, the one thing that I will say to this is if I see somebody out there that I give them, I'll, I'll do a free session with them. I'll help them out how I can. And if they take massive action, if they tell me, like everyone says they don't have money and I, I don't buy it because we have money for what's important to us, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. But if they go take a whole bunch of action and I see them and maybe they ping me three or four weeks or two months later with a question, I'm happy to jump on and help them because I'm seeing them take massive action. The thing that I don't see is very many people doing that. So if you're listening to this, and you want to write a book, or you want to start a podcast, or you want to grow your business, and you ask somebody that's above you for help, whatever they tell you, go do it. Like I, nothing bothers me more than spending 30 minutes with somebody giving them a whole bunch of help. And then, you know, two weeks later, them saying, Hey, can you jump on a call? I need XYZ. No, I'm not going to jump on a call. But if you go out and you take massive action, one, you're going to start to see traction. You're going to start to get results. This is what you did nine years ago, 10 years yep. ago, right? Yep. I'm, I guarantee you had a conversation with her and you were like, I, I really can't afford that right now, but I'm going to go do it. And she saw you taking action and she was, 
we all see part of ourselves in that, right? Yeah. Like we're like, I remember being there. Okay. What do you need? What can I do? And you, you, you try to get people there and you'll never forget her for that. That's oh, the gosh. Idea. Absolutely. Yeah. She was, when I did our podcast, I wanted her to be one of my premier guests. And even during that time, she was a full publisher and I ended up by having people that I sent to her. She didn't know that was going to happen when she offered to help me. But when we're able to serve other people like that, it comes back to us. And so, yeah, I, it's, you know, it's, it's I mean, I, uh, yeah, I don't think either of us want to help people for free because we both know that people who pay for it are the ones who get results. But yep. if you're out there listening, I just know that I get blown up with this all the time. And it's like, go do something like go take massive action and get moving. So, okay, let's go back to the book. Um, okay. I felt like, I don't know. I feel like someone out there just really needed to hear that. So yeah, that was good. That was really good. Let's go back to the book. So the anthology books, why do you think they're so popular and why do you think they work so well? Well, there's a couple of reasons. Well, first of all, I believe everybody should have their own book if you're in business because it is the best positioning tool for you. And I know it takes a lot of time and money and, and resources and headspace and all that. Um, but you sometimes people don't do that. They don't take any action because it becomes too overwhelming for them. So the great thing about an anthology book is that it gives you that very first step. It gets you kind of thinking in the right direction. It helps you clarify your message if you're doing it correctly. Um, it gets you starting to build your writing muscle. Cause honestly, I am not a writer. I'm a reader. I love reading, but writing was very difficult for me at first, but the more I, I write, the easier it becomes. And so it helps you build that writing muscle. Um, and then being in a book with other people also gives you a ton of exposure. When you have your own book, unless you've got a huge marketing budget, you're not getting your book in front of enough people. But when you're in a co-authored book, now you've got you know, 20 plus or however many people are in the book without you, they're hustling your book for you or, or along with you. So it does get your story or your chapter in front of people that you would never have had the opportunity to be um, in front of. And then one other thing is now you've got all these other people that are like-minded professionals that you can connect with and can do something with. And that is, a, I feel probably the biggest opportunity of being in a co-authored book is just the partnerships that you develop and the relationships you build with the other people that are in that book with you. So let's, let's unpack this just a little bit, because I think the same thing, I think everybody should have a book because it is a huge positioning piece. It's also, I use mine as a calling card. I send it to people that I meet at live events and it, I would say one out of three converts to business. Um, but I do hear a lot, like, I don't have a whole book in me, or I've been trying to write my book for five years. There's a girl I dated in college that still has the word processor. You remember the old school word processors? Because yeah. her book is on it. Oh, that no. she's been writing for 20 years. <laughs> I'm like, that's crazy. So it doesn't have to be. It's really not that hard. There are ways to get your book out of your head without having it be this amazing project. Well, let's, I think the anthology book is a great starting point, which you pointed to. It helps you clarify your message. It gets a little bit out there and it's a stepping stone. So how long, first off, I, I have three quick questions. You can go wherever you want with these. How long 
should an anthology book be? How many people should be in it? How long should your chapter be in it? And what should your chapter be about? If you're looking at doing one of these, like I could see people being like, well, what do I even talk about? If I've only got one chapter, what should I, what should I say? What should I do with okay. that one chapter? And how do I even get involved in this? Okay. So let me touch on all three really quick. Um, the size of the book overall, um, as far as the, how many words in the whole book, <clears throat> how many words in the chapter, how many people to have in the book, that's really all a numbers game. Um, with Amazon, which is usually the best place to have your book printed because it's on-demand printing. Um, well, there's a couple ways to finish the book when it's all done, but you really want to stay within a specific guideline of, of the sizes, uh, you know, normal sizes, not custom sizes, and, and the total page count. So there's a lot of numbers games. I won't even get into all that, but that's basically kind of um, as formulas. As far as your chapter goes, I mean, you, when you join a project, they're going to tell you or give you options as far as how long it should be, but it really doesn't matter. You can give the same result with a 2000 word chapter or a 4,000 word chapter because your story, your chapter should in essence be your signature message in the world. What is it that you want people to know about you and your journey that has positioned you to be the expert in your area, whatever that may be. Um, I also have to encourage people if they're doing this to not just share their story, but to share share specific tips. We call them ninja tips um, because we have to keep in mind that we're sharing our story, not for our purpose, but for the reader's purpose. And they want to have more than just inspiration from your story. They want actionable tips. They want steps that they can adapt to their life. So you don't need to do more than three, um, but just like your talk, your signature message or your webinar presentation or whatever it is, you've got a, a formula of your story and your teaching and your clothes and your call to action and all those pieces. Um, and really your chapter should be the same thing as all of those pieces, all of those messages out there in the world, your signature talk, your signature message, your signature book, your signature webinar, your signature everything. Signature everything. Yes. So if you're writing this 2000 words, 4,000 words, how many pages is that? Well, in a typical six by nine book, I don't know if it's typical, but that's the size we do a uh, 2000 word chapter. Plus then you've got your bio, your headshot, contact information and, and call to action. Um, usually it's only about five pages in a small book, which is only like maybe two, three pages on Microsoft or in eight and a half by 11. So, so it's not a lot. If you're listening to this and you're like, I can't write a book. I want to, I think you can write three pages in a word doc Yes, and tell your story in a succinct way that provides two to three value points. Something I always tell people, it's not your job to get people to an eight, nine or 10. It's your job to move them one level. You're at an eight, nine or 10. They're at a one, two or three. If you can move them one level, they will think you are magical. If you mm -hmm. try to move them to an eight, nine or 10, they're going to fall asleep because it's too much information. Or they get overwhelmed and then they do nothing. Exactly. So it's much better. Just give them a powerful takeaway that they can implement. Three simple steps. People that do frameworks, uh, they're like, just pick a framework that you can teach quickly and easily in three Word doc pages three Microsoft Word pages. Yep. So 
what I want to ask you now, if somebody's like, okay, I can definitely do that, but then what do I do? I've got three pages in a Word doc, but nobody, nobody's working with me. How hard is it, do you think, for people to do an anthology book like this? I know you've done, I mean, probably 25, 30 of them by now. If they wanted to put one together, if they're listening to this and they're like, maybe I can get five of my friends together. Do you recommend that? Do you recommend coming to you? Like what's to walk us through the process just a little bit. Yeah. So we actually do do the, do them for, you know, manage the projects for our clients. Um, I think it really depends on the goal. I, I think it's a great tool for coaches out there. Um, it's a, a great additional offering for their clients who want to have a book and it's a way to add, you know, this is a piece to their high-end program. You know, everybody that's in our, you know, elite program also is going to be in our book. And, you know, so there's a way to do it that way. If somebody's just trying to bring friends together, there has to be a purpose and, and there also is money involved. So if you've got a bunch of friends and you want to do it, um, there has to be somebody that's being the project manager and you've got to do a cover and you've got to get all the people in place to lay it out. And so there's a lot of logistics involved if it's just a like a do it yourself kind of a thing. Um, I did it. It's not impossible. You can figure it out. Um, but you also have to realize it's going to take a lot of time to figure out all those pieces and you'll have, you'll be making a lot of uh, mistakes along the way. So well, how can they, how can they avoid some of those mistakes? They can avoid some of those mistakes by reaching out to a professional that's got a system in place that knows how to do it. And we definitely have a team that can help in different aspects. I mean, I, we have one client that we helped her with her very first anthology book and then taught her what we did. We put all the pieces in place and gave her all of our systems. And then she's continued to go on after that and do probably six or seven more. Um, so, I mean, there's different ways we can help people, but it is definitely something that um, I feel creates a lot of value. Uh, and it's another great way to really elevate your own personal brand by having a book on your, on your resume, your, right? Yeah, on your resume. Yeah. So the last piece to this, let's say that they get a book done, whether they do it or you help them do it. They, they finally get the anthology book. How do they get to bestseller status? Cause I can see a lot of people saying, well, now I got this book. What do I do with it? And yeah. that's, I, when I wrote the book, I wrote it with a very specific purpose of using it as a calling card, but that doesn't have to be how everybody uses it. I don't think you'd use an anthology book like that. How do you reach bestseller status? How do you use it as a positioning tool? I think you got some words on that. <laughs> well, so there's no reason why you can't use a anthology book as a calling card. And I know our clients have um, put their books together in as a bundle. And they've also did uh, the audio recording of just their chapter. And there's other things that we've done to like create this additional product for them. Um, but the Amazon bestseller conversation is we could spend a lot of time on that because there's a lot of different strategies to accomplish that goal. Um, but I think with the, with the co-authored book, it becomes a lot easier because you have multiple people marketing that book in a short period of time. And it makes it a lot more accessible or a lot more accomplishable when you have multiple people doing the same thing in a condensed period of time to achieve a specific desired result. So, right. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. That totally makes sense. Yeah. Um, 
once you have bestseller status though, how should you use that? Like, what should you do with that? Well, you can put the, well, now we're, we're talking about an Amazon bestseller, not a New York Times bestseller, but you can use that Amazon bestseller logo. We actually have la- labels printed for our clients. So when we achieve that status, they go out in the mail, they get a bunch of those labels to stick on their books once, you know, they're out there in the world. Um, you know, I think when we're on social media, it's all about story. It's all about how people can connect with you and you can create multiple topics of conversation around every aspect of this journey from concept, from signing a a publishing agreement per se, uh, to achieving bestseller status, to, you know, the process of getting there. And, you know, there's just, there are just multiple topics of conversation that you can have around every point in the process that will bring attention to what you're doing and get people into your like little ecosystem on social media. Um, and, you know, being an Amazon bestselling author is huge because you can put that on your signature line. You can put that on your bio. You could put that in, you know, everything that you have, your social media platforms, your profiles and all that. And it just, it's an extra level of credibility for you and your brand. Awesome. So yeah. the one thing that we haven't talked about is using a book to get on stage. I know I did this in the beginning. I just went and got like the smallest, cheapest book that I could get printed. I literally like it was it was bad, but it got me on stages because I I could hold it up. I would everyone that I wanted to get on stages in 2014. I shot them a short video. It was horrible. It was so bad, but it got me on stages because I would hold it up and it looked like a real book and I would ship it to them if they asked for it. I think three people out of maybe 100 asked for it. (laughs) Right. Because they, they get all these books and they're like, oh, we don't need another book. It looks good. All right. That's that's it. But yeah. so how that's the question that I have for you. How many people have you worked with that have gotten on stage that have used it to open doors for them? I'd love to hear a few of those stories of people that you've worked with to help with this, because I think that will show the listeners how powerful this really is. Mm. So from an event coordinator perspective, because I've hosted a lot of events and for a couple of years with my organization, I had one day multi-speaker, huge events with 300 plus women. And I would not even consider bringing somebody into my audience if they didn't have a book. You know, that's really part of it. That's a, I know they're serious that they've invested that time and energy into that one piece of the puzzle. So I think it's really important. Um, if you want to be taken seriously as a speaker and as a presenter and, and as an authority to do something to have that book, whether it's a chapter in a book or whether it's a small book, like I like to say a small little business card book, cause you can do one with, um, I have a couple examples on my Amazon account, um, of just like 6,000 word, little mini books. Why not? You know, it's, it's easy and it's doable. Um, so from an event planner, it's, I think it's hugely important to get on stages. But then once you have a book and you're able to get on that stage, um, it's going to open so many doors and you're going to get on multiple stages and you're going to get on podcasts. And it, it's a way for you to have a, a compelling offer. And like, hopefully your offer is bigger than just a book, um, but it gets people back to your table. If you don't, if you have a stage offer, that's great. But it, say you're a breakout session speaker or you're something and you, or a sponsor. People love to go to books, to, to vendor tables that have books. They love, you know, everybody loves that. 
So it gets, it opens doors to conversations with the attendees at events that will hopefully lead to a possible booking or strategy session or something. I, I would agree. I mean, I think it is really powerful to use it to get on stage, to use it from stage. You can give it away to people in the audience. You can do so many different things with it. But I want to I wanna ask. Can I, guess, I share like a really yeah. great tip if you got your own book? Yeah, go so, for it. So we know, you and I know that when somebody buys a book on Amazon, we're not making a ton of money. And when we ship out a book from ourselves, it's great. It's nice because we can sign it and send it off. But when I'm looking to send my book to clients, I will actually go on Amazon, order the book from Amazon and have it shipped to that person as a gift in the little package. Everybody loves getting Amazon presents, right? A box, like a box at my door from Amazon. So that's what I do right now when I'm sending out my books. I'm not going to envelope it myself and sign it and send it out. I'll just go on to Amazon and order it for them. And it comes all wrapped and it's beautiful. And they're so happy. And you're basically drop shipping it yourself. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. That's, I like that one a lot. <laughs> and um, if you're looking to get in like through a gatekeeper, like say you're trying to get into a company, you're trying to get to somebody in an organization that you can't get past the gatekeeper, you send them an Amazon package, that secretary is not going to open it because it's addressed to that person. That's, and so it's a great way to get to that person without getting caught at the gate. That I that is one of my secret tips. Yeah. That is how I get past gatekeepers everywhere. Send them a gift. Yes. Because the secretary won't open it. They will open it. And if you've done any kind of research, look on their LinkedIn profile, look on their Facebook, look somewhere, figure out something that they like and send them something to do with that. It is not that hard. It doesn't have to be crazy expensive. And for 20 bucks, you're going to get two minutes of their time. Yep. That yep. it's, it works so, so well. That was kind of what I, what I was precluding to like, other than getting on stages, how else can they use a book? Cause there's so many different things that you can do with it. Once you have it, what are some creative ways that you've seen some of your clients use them um, that maybe you've used them? Oh gosh, now you, now I've got to think. Um, <laughs> besides having them in a, a case in my basement to step on to reach on the top shelf, um, no, you really want to get them out of your basement, out of your garage. You want to get them out there. Um, you know, when I'm networking, that's a huge thing. It's like I, I meet somebody and I'm giving them a book. It's depending on the kind of book or the conversation I'm having. It's it it just kind of creates something that they're not going to throw away. Well, that's so I do pre COVID 80, 80, 90% of my business came from going to meetup groups and I would always take my books with me and I wouldn't give them to everybody because yeah. they're, I mean, my book costs two, two sixty a piece, I think to print it wasn't crazy expensive, but I didn't give them to everyone. That's, I mean, well, not everybody would really want them to. So you kind of want to be picky on how you're, you're kind of like vetting them in a sense. Yeah, that's exactly. But if they were somebody that. I wanted to either do a coffee with sometime, or maybe they would be good to do business with me. I made sure they got a book and I would always, I did this. I, I'll give my own tips away. Um, I'd love your comment, but I, I wrote my book with three specific chapters that were my ideal avatars. And what I would do is if one of them, so one was a coach, right? Anyone who wanted organic coaching clients, I had a whole chapter on organic coaching clients. And I would say, I would open the book, like we'd be talking, you know, at a networking event. Hey, I, I want to highlight something for you. I'd open it up. I'd circle two or three things. 
and give it to them. Wow. Are they That's good? going to read those three things. They're not going to, most people never read a book, right? They read three pages in it, four pages in it. We've all done that. Sometimes yeah. we read the entire book, but you know what I'm saying? Like some people, you, especially you give them a book, they're going to go home. It's going to go on the nightstand. They have good intentions, but they just never do. Yeah. Unless yeah. you direct them like you did. That's brilliant. It, it, so the passages that I highlighted, if you're listening to this and you're thinking about a book, it was what was their number one objection to doing what I wanted them to do mm. told in a story by a client who then made money by doing it. So it's, I mean, it's a hero's journey story of your client, but just make sure it echoes who they are, what they are. Right. Yep. Because then they're going to be like, holy crap, this guy got $10,000 in sales for somebody just like me. I'm going to call him. Like, yes, absolutely. And I would put my number at the bottom. Hey, my cell phone number is not in here, but I'll just put it down here. Just shoot me a text. It always ends up in a text. Yeah. Hey, I read this. Can we meet sometime? Yes, we sure can. Um, it works really, really well. Anyway, that's that's my tip. But I'm I bet I mean I love that. Thirty books, a million different authors that you've worked with. I bet you've seen. Oh, not thirty, get, but. <laughs> Well, I've seen. Oh, you... oh, I mean, of all of our clients, yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. I bet you've seen some pretty creative uses. Um, I just wonder if anything jumps off the page at you. Oh, you know what? Honestly, other than just getting on stages, um, a lot of really creative social media posts people have done to kind of create energy and, and excitement around their book, upcoming book. But I don't know if I've got anything that comes to mind right now about a creative use that they did with their book once it was done. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure I'll be, uh, you know what? Two o'clock in the morning, I'm going to have a couple things pop into my head. I'll get back to you on that, Steve. All right. That's all good. <laughs> um, so tell me if people are like, they're leaning in, they're interested. They want to talk to you about how they can work with you to get one of these books done. Where should they find you at? Where's a good place for them to come find you? Well, I have our project. It's called the Overcoming Mediocrity well, Project, I guess. So you can find that on overcomingmediocrity.org as well as the podcast, Overcoming Mediocrity Podcast. Uh, and then you can, they can always get a hold of me through my uh, personal website, christyrafino.com. I'm sure you'll put all of the links in the show notes below. And I don't actually have anything set up as far as a system for producing anthology books for people, because it really is a personal type of a, an arrangement, you know, really what their goal is, what they're looking to do, how much help they want or don't want. And we can do kind of create an a la carte service for them on that. I mean, we do have a publishing um, site, which is simple self-publishing done for you. Uh, but if they're looking to just brainstorm on the best way to kind of create the same results with an anthology, either their own or being a part of one, I'd love to be able to have a session with them and help them figure that out. Awesome. Um, you also have a great lead magnet that you're giving away. I I'm, do. I'm going to try to say it. It's a, it's a little bit of a tongue twister, but it's kind of fun. Lots of S's. I wonder if I can say it. Do you think I can say it three times fast? Oh, backwards. How about backwards? If you can say it backwards, I will send you a book. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, <laughs> all right. Another book. Yay. <laughs> you said you like to read. All right. I do. Well, Just only me. if you highlight a section for me. I will highlight a section. Great. All right. You got to say it backwards. That was your challenge. 
she's oh, like, purpose your prophetize to. S- oh, <laughs> seven <laughs> simple, simple seven. steps <laughs> to prioritize your purpose. Prophetize. Prophetize. I can't remember. Prophetize. Yeah. Seven simple steps to prophetize your purpose. Yes. And where can they it. find that at? Um, they can find it at christyrafino.com or prophetizeyourpurpose.com. You can also find it in the show notes. We're going to have a few rapid fire questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Number one, you said you love to read. What are your top three books? Oh, for sure. The Go-Giver by Bob Berg. He is a great. He's been a great mentor for mine and one of the foundations of really everything I've done in my business. Um, I love the one thing and I'm constantly focusing on staying true to my one thing, even though it's difficult with a publishing company and a networking organization and a coaching business and all that fun stuff. But so I'm working and it's a work in progress. And I think the other one is, um, you know, I love Jen Sincero's, uh, you know, the bad, bad, uh, what is it? You are a badass. She's great. Yeah, she's great. She's got, it's really good. Okay. Really good. All right. She's got a couple of them, but they're really great books. I think this might have answered the second question. One mentor. Oh, you know, Bob has been a mentor of mine for 16 plus years. And he's, yeah, he's, I can reach out to him for help or he, he'll get endorse me. He's like, loves my leadership style. You know, he's just, but he's like that with everybody. He's just a great person and, and just epitomizes being a go-giver. That's awesome. I mean, yeah. you, if you have a book called The Go-Giver, you kind of have to be a go-giver. Yes. Yeah. Um, what is one thing that you look back on in the last 10 or 15 years, which at the time seemed like a huge mistake, a huge pain point, a huge brick wall that you slammed into that now looking back at was a huge catalyst for growth? Oh, well, I think honestly, one of the most difficult times of my life is getting on the other side of a very um, messy divorce and being in a position where I just felt like I had no direction, no future, no abilities. It was just a bad time in my life. And I didn't like think I was going to be able to like figure out anything. Um, but I did, I kept going. It was a slow process, uh, but I had two kids to take care of and a huge motivation to, uh, put food on their table and keep their house for them. And we eventually got on the other side of that. I mean, now looking back at it, do you see it as a catalyst for strength? Totally. It was a huge growth for me because I had allowed my life to become very comfortable and, and, and kind of lose myself in the process because it was safe for me. And it made me, it forced me to get out and do things that I would never, I mean, I'm an introvert. I've always been an introvert as a child. And I now was in a position that I had to go out and network. I had to talk to strangers and meet people and all these things that I would never have done on my own. And then the next thing is I, you know, start a networking organization. And now I'm, you know, helping people get on stages and getting me on stages and all that stuff. And without that big obstacle in my life. I, who knows, I could just be, I don't know who knows what I would be doing, but wouldn't be doing the great things I'm doing now and helping the other people I'm helping right now. Awesome. Um, that's, I mean, I think that is true that thank you so much for sharing that. If you are listening to this and you feel stuck, you feel like you're spinning your wheels, you feel like you need to break through something. It will happen. It just isn't fast. It's never as fast as we want, but the decision to keep moving forward is 
It's just a decision you make. You yeah, stick to I, it. And I think you just have to accept that you're going through that for a reason. I know sometimes certain situations are terrible, um, but you know what? There's some growth that you're needing to do in that process. And if you can embrace that instead of being resistant to it, you'll get through it better. 100%. Christy, thank you so much for coming on. It has been so much fun to talk to you. Um, we shared your website. We shared your seven simple steps to profitize your purpose. Yes. We shared how to get started with an anthology book. Is there anything else that you would like to leave our listeners with? Oh, gosh. No, honestly, I think that this has been a lot of fun. I really um, have enjoyed getting to know you. You are one of the people, too, that has I've had a couple conversations with you and you've kind of poured into me and given me some great direction, advice, wisdom, and it's been wonderful. So thank you. I really appreciate that. And um, I just know that we've got a lot of great things coming together. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I think we do as well. And I was happy to help you out. I'm always happy to help mm -hmm. people that take action and go out and get stuff done. Um, I mean, you're, you're transitioning to the online space, which is always... It's, it's tough. I mean, is. online is an interesting place, but it, it can be very rewarding and knock on wood, we will be back to live events and speaking and all the fun stuff that isn't online very soon. Yes, absolutely. All right. Thanks so much, Steve. It's been my pleasure to everyone else out there. Make sure you tune in next time. And until then take action, change lives and make money. We'll see you soon. Nothing has the ability to grow your business more than a powerful one-to-many sales presentation. If you're looking to scale your business, get your message out to more people, and close more sales in an easy and straightforward manner, head over to deathtobadwebinars.com and grab your free course today. Thanks for tuning into the show, and we'll see you next time.